Hey, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm Braden Dollar Coltman. I'm here with Jordan Dollar Coltman. What's going on, Jordan? Hello. Sorry, uh, it is raining where I am, but I am excited to uh, record with you. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a fun race last week in Monza. We always have a fun race in Monza. We had the return of the Shoei, which we'll get into more, and an upcoming uh, race in a week and a half at the Russian Grand Prix. So let's get going. Okay, so um, Danny Rick, he finally won again. The last time he won was, what, three years ago? Yeah, I think so, with Red Bull. Yeah, so it has been, it's been a while for sure, and uh, it, it sure was exciting. Yeah, sure was exciting to, to, to see him uh, back up there, and obviously, you know, very eventful race that led to it, but don't take anything away from him. This was not a consolation victory. This guy earned no. it. He had a great qualifying. The sprint uh, we saw again um shake things up and then obviously yeah he had a great uh a great sunday afternoon are you pro shoey you should maybe we should explain to the fans at home what shoe a shoey is so do you want to go ahead and do that sure i can explain the shoey yeah D- danny rick has a tradition uh, i'm sure it's an aussie thing um <laughs> as he is an, a native of australia let's go with he that. wins when he wins uh, and he's standing atop the podium. I think last year they even did it when he was just on the podium because I do remember him sharing a shoey with uh, Lewis Hamilton last year. But yeah, he basically takes off his racing boot, fills it with some of the ceremonial champagne, and drinks directly from his uh, three-hour-long uh, foot juice that's been soaking <laughs> in his boot while he's been racing. No, it's an absolutely disgusting tradition. But uh, more and more drivers have been getting in on it. Uh, this week, obviously, Zach Brown, the executive from uh, McLaren, was up there on the podium representing the constructors for the victory. And uh, his teammate, Lando Norris, came in second. So they had a one-two finish for McLaren. So all three McLaren uh, employees indulged in a little bit of champagne from the boot. Nice. Um, and as I mentioned, I think Lewis did so last year, too. I don't believe Valtteri Bottas partook. He was uh, obviously in third place on the podium, but... Uh, it's become a tradition and people look forward to it. And it is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's something. It's something. It's something we had. a um, so yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, we're, we're probably not going to get into too much of the, uh, the battles. We saw some really, really great mid pack, uh, racing Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz had a really great, uh, tete a tete. And the tete a tete I want to talk about here though, uh, is the Max Verstappen Lewis Hamilton battle? This has been a battle of the uh, top tier racers all season long. We saw Verstappen go out uh, about three weeks ago. Uh, I think that was in Belgium or maybe it's Hungary. One of those races. No, he won Belgium. Uh, I think of Hungarian Grand Prix. We saw uh, him yeah. out in that. They've they've been battling ever since. And in this uh, this last race. We saw a turn that was taken far too tight. Jordan, what happened there? And who, who's really to blame here? Yeah. So, I mean, those who watch the race will, will kind of remember that. Um, we had a, a bit of a, a different start than we're used to because we had the sprint on Saturday. So the field was kind of shook up a little bit. Lewis, uh, I believe, started in fourth, I want to say, um, but was able to gain a position right away and moved up into um, third at one point. And then he was right behind Lando Norris and sort of in the fourth the fourth spot while Daniel Ricciardo was in second and Verstappen got out into an early lead. Uh, and they kind of 
they kind of, you know, battle like this for the first little bit, getting ready for pit stops. And then Lewis took an early pit stop. Uh, no, pardon me. Um, I shouldn't say Lewis took an early pit stop because he didn't. He took a late pit stop. But but uh, Ricardo took an early pit stop, which uh, sort of shifted everything, made everybody who was chasing him um, have to sort of cover the undercut. So immediately Verstappen went in and Verstappen and the Red Bull team had a very uncharacteristically slow pit stop i believe he was actually in the blocks for almost 11 seconds which is ridiculous compared to their 2.5 or 2.3 record that they hold um something just you know later and they suggest it was human error regardless it meant that he had dropped way way back and now all of a sudden lewis hamilton found himself leading the race now he had a pit stop to to, to be had as well and he had a stop as well so when he came out he actually came out right in front of Verstappen and Verstappen having already dropped all these positions back and I think recognizing that his race was done really recognized this was his one and only chance to get ahead of of his points rival and so yeah they came into the first couple turns very aggressive as we have seen in other races uh wheel to wheel um and on one of those turns uh Verstappen took a very aggressive line on the inside didn't yield to the racing line of Lewis Hamilton, who was slightly ahead of him, uh, went over the sausage curb on the on the edge of the racetrack, went airborne enough for his back tire to catch Lewis's and was launched right up on top in a very scary incident where his car literally landed on top of Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes. His, his rear right tire landed on Lewis's head. Thank God for the halo system, which has now saved multiple drivers, Roman Grosjean, you know, in the most dramatic way last year. But obviously Lewis Hamilton has a lot um, of engineers and a lot of um, people to thank for, for implementing the halo, because I think it was the only thing that stood between him and, and, and a really, really dangerous situation getting even, even worse. Um, but, but it meant both of our championship uh, contenders were out of the race and all of a sudden the door was wide open for for many other uh drivers to improve their positions and obviously two very frustrated camps with red bull and mercedes well for sure and i think the frustrating part in all of this is that i don't think it is clear to state that like i don't think t- t- who's at fault here is is clear enough i think that like you said Max Verstappen made a really aggressive kind of cut. And I don't think if he was facing anyone other than Lewis, he would have done this. Uh, but I also think that Lewis was just as aggressive in, in taking that turn and taking, like he squeezed him out. There was no space for Max on that yeah. turn as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that is definitely what was considered by the stewards, but the stewards ruling was that Max Verstappen was in the wrong and their justification was along the lines of very similar situations that already played out on that that corner as a bit of a hairpin hard right hard left corner uh coming out i think it's either turn one or turn two might be mm-hmm. turn four but it's somewhere in the early portion of the circuit and multiple other drivers have been in very similar um near miss scenarios during the course of the weekend where you had two drivers coming into the corner fighting for that racing line and the outside driver usually had a slight advantage because of the right hand turn and the left-handed driver all in every other scenario uh, yielded the position because you, he wasn't in the lead. The only rules uh, that state you can't sort of edge a driver off the course is if the other driver has uh, an equal um, racing line to you. So that's the, the argument that was made and cost Hamilton a penalty at Silverstone is that he didn't leave ample space for Max Verstappen to safely race next to him when they were wheel to wheel. In this situation, though, the stewards believe Verstappen never fully had his car parallel 
or ahead of Lewis Hamilton, and therefore he was obligated to yield the line and chose not to. He 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 was considered the the, the aggressor in this situation. Yes. Lewis was driving aggressively, but not without, not, not beyond the rules. Uh, and so that's what the stewards ruling was, which is why Max Verstappen will also suffer a three grid placed penalty going into Russia. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the thing I'm always curious about is when these, these um, penalties get handed out because there are oftentimes, especially at the beginning of the race that they'll determine that this is just a racing incident and they'll move on, you know, both guys are, you know, kind of at fault, but they're not playing bumper cars here either. You know, uh, it was unfortunate. No, no and that, the severity that curb and that kind of the severity. Yeah. The severity of the outcome is often also a determined de- a determination as to whether or not an incident is reviewed and how detailed the review is. In this case, a hearing was held, both drivers and the representatives from their team were, were called to the uh, steward's office post-race and, and given an opportunity to basically plead their case. So this was a pretty serious incident in the eyes of the FIA. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, that was another exciting Monza uh, in the books and another successful win for Daniel Ricardo and his infamous shoey. Hey, guess what? The Ordinary Podcasting Network has a brand new show. If you're a fan of Hattrick Sports, then I promise you, you are going to enjoy the Backyard Basketball Podcast. Braden Della Coldman, who is one of the hosts of this show here, Hattrick, hosts an amazing basketball show with one of his best friends, Christian Steck. Together, the two of them will break down the NBA, news from around the basketball world, and get you caught up on everything you need to know. It's fun. It's fast. They have great conversation and banter. They love basketball, and you will love the Backyard Basketball Podcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and you can also follow them on instagram at backyard basketball underscore podcast okay uh we've got a race not uh, not this upcoming week but the following weekend september 26th uh in sochi at the sochi autodrome the russian ground prix grows uh jordan what what do people need to know about this uh race in russia i mean we're kind of getting down to the wire here with the points and yeah, I mean, I feel like we keep saying it, um, but I mean, every single race now is so critical for Mercedes and, and Red Bull in the championship, for Lewis and for Max in the championship. And now they continually, you know, we find ourselves, you know, just continually adding to the drama. If it wasn't dramatic enough already, they've made it more and more dramatic. You know, this has shades of Art and Senna and, and um, Alan Prost and it's mm-hmm. got Lewis and Nico vibes and it's just got this whole feeling of this could come down literally to Abu Dhabi in the last race we don't know and every single week we have no idea what to expect some races feel incredibly pedestrian and some races feel absolutely bonkers I think that's what we just got so I don't know what to expect going into Sochi other than you're going to have two very determined teams uh, both to win and equally to just get points. Uh, Lewis is only trailing Max right now, I believe, by four points. Five. Um, five so points. it's the five points. So the margin couldn't be any thinner. Yeah. Yeah. And and Norris is trailing Bottas in fourth by nine. So yeah, like you're saying, this is yeah. I mean, and it's not just the the individual uh championship, it's it's these teams, right? Like uh Ferrari. Yeah, the constructors race is below. tight too, for sure. McLaren's yeah. got, I mean, that was a huge race for Daniel Ricardo to, to get uh, back into some points. Well, um, and both McLaren. 
McLaren drivers to be one, two on the podium was huge for McLaren and their oh, quest huge, to beat yeah. Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And I would also say for, we didn't mention this uh, part of the last week, but it's, it's a story going forward. I mean, we're watching the end of Valtteri Bottas's stay with Mercedes and what an amazing way for him to bounce back after a really tough season so far. You know, he fought from way back uh, in the grid uh, to come all the way up to third and uh, he technically sure he crossed the line fourth and Sergio Perez had a five second penalty, but that takes nothing away from how, you know, heroic Valtteri Bottas's race was yep. uh, considering everything that was happening ahead of him, And, um, and again, to steal some very valuable points for Red Bull by being ahead of, uh, by being ahead of them on the podium. So Sochi will be another uh, important race in so many ways. Uh, it's another, um, racetrack that I know um, both Max and Lewis enjoy driving at and they found success at. So I'm excited for the top of the grid, but we're going to see what else uh, some of the mid table guys can pull off. And I, I really do think not only will the top of the championship maybe come down to the last race or two, but you know, the entire constructors field could be competitive right to the end too. We're going to see the McLarens and the Ferraris potentially fighting it out all the way through too, which is great. Yeah, and I mean, I think this is the first time that we've seen Williams. They're currently sitting at 22, 22 points. That's big. I mean, that's not yeah, what yeah. Mercedes They've had a, or a great oh, sorry, Williams used used to be, but it, it, that's yeah. that's but major. They've, they've been they've definitely they've definitely improved, and we also found out um, this week after we recorded last week that uh, Alex Albon will fill out the seat at Williams that was left by George Russell. So. Um, so again, a little bit clearer picture as to what the, the, the rest of the driver's field for 2022 uh, will look like. And I think it's really exciting to see Alex Albon come back, another promising young driver who sort of had a short stay with Red Bull, but I think, again, has much more to prove than he has. And so good for him to get that Williams seat. And I think it's a perfect place for him because as that team develops and gets better, I think he'll be able to, to be a rising star for them. Does Haas get a point this year? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, they they will they'll they'll be lucky if they finish every race. <laughs> Mick Schumacher is going to have a good future, I think. Uh, I don't think that his success will be found in in uh, in a Haas car, but I think that the experience being on that track is uh, invaluable for for Mick. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, well, uh, Russian Grand Prix, there's not much more to tell you other than it's happening in Sochi at, uh, in Russia September 26th. And uh, so set your PVRs well in advance because it's an early one, 6 a.m. Um, and until then, thanks again, everybody, for listening to Pit Stop. And we'll talk to you soon. Pit Stop Podcast is presented by Hattrick Sports and is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. The show is produced by Jordan and Braden Dollar Coltman each week, but mainly Jordan. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. The Ordinary Podcasting Network wishes to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include... Treaty 6 territory, the traditional meeting ground and home for many indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Dene, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, and the Nakota Sioux peoples, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. We acknowledge the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit 
whose footsteps have marked these lands for generations. And we extend our appreciation for the opportunity to live, create, and share stories on these territories. The Ordinary Podcasting Network intends to engage in conversations and dialogue, which acknowledge that reconciliation is not a destination, but a journey, and that we remain committed to practicing our craft in a decolonized space.